episode 009 of the Energy Edge podcast. Hi, this is Terry Crawley, co-author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top. I'm a huge fan of the show and encourage you to get your energy edge through sleep and listening to the Energy Edge podcast. Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to episode 009 of the Energy Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Paul Buckley, and I'm here with my co-host, Treva Yacino. Treva, how are you today? I'm doing great today. I'm kind of curious. Uh, we're talking about sugar today. What did you have for breakfast? Well, I had the breakfast of champions. How many of you remember Cocoa Puffs? Love me some Cocoa Puffs. I ended up having the Cocoa Puffs so thick that the chocolate in there was like chocolate milk. And I poured it into the cup, which means I didn't have to have my normal chocolate milk. And absolutely loved it. And I love Long John Donuts. So had a Long John Donut and a Starbucks coffee. So that was after my workout. And then I started my day. How about you? <laughs> Yum, that sounds good. I actually did the same thing. Do you remember the frozen Eggo waffles? I had a handful of those. Lego my Eggo. Absolutely, with some frosty butter, and then I had lots of warm syrup on it, and I had a cup of coffee with all my sugar creamers in it. Oh, it was so good. I'm on a sugar high. Well, I love the topic we're going to talk about today. Pour some sugar on me because love me some sugar. Yeah, and I think Def Leppard said it best. So thank you, Fluppard, for that guest appearance. But um, no, we did not have that for breakfast this morning. I can't even tell you what that would do to my system right now. And we are excited about this topic because sugar is something that gets personal very, very quickly. So tell us a little bit more about the topic and where we're headed today with sugar, Treva. Yeah, definitely did not have that for breakfast. That sounds, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would probably be taking a nap right now. But I am here to tell you today that you can eat all the sugar you want. What, how do you think? What do you think? I think there's a catch. <laughs> I think you're right because I'm going to get a little technical just to start because you can eat all the sugar you want for sure, but you are going to watch that high acid outcome, what we call fermentation, create an excellent environment for all kinds of disgusting things like parasites and candida and funguses and bacteria throughout your body. And, you know, not only can sugar give you that, what I call, what everyone like, calls the lovely muffin top around our middle for us women, but it also helps with that belly fat for you men. But it also, like I said, can be a help for your body and a great host for all those little bugs. So go ahead and eat all the sugar you want. Well, we're talking bugs and we're talking men's belly fat. So, you know, I'm, I'm right now still trying to make my love handles just a little more lovelier. Thank you very much. So let's let's define what is sugar. You know, it's a good question, Brian. And actually, it's not really a simple one. Most of us, you know, know sugar is kind of that white stuff, and it's called sucrose. And if I can get just a little nerdy, I love science. It's a molecule composed of simple. It's carbon, hydrogen, 
and oxygen. It sounds harmless, doesn't it? I'm going to guess no. <laughs> well, like all compounds made of these three elements, sugar is a carbohydrate and it's found naturally in plants, but especially in sugar cane and sugar beets. Hence, we get the name uh, sugar. So sugar naturally occurs in all foods. And when it's in its most natural state, it contains lots of vitamins and minerals. That seems like a really odd fact. So can you give us an example of that? Absolutely. I would say organic honey. Uh, raw organic honey is a great, uh, one of the great ones. So why organic and why raw for honey? Yeah, you know, um, honey in its natural state is great. It's like I said, it's loaded with nutrients and vitamins. But when you get like that honeybee, like in the little bear, you know, container at the grocery store, yeah, for like what they a dollar. <laughs> Exactly. What they do is they heat honey at really high heat. So anytime you heat something at a high heat, it breaks down the nutrition in any food. And when you heat it too high like that, then it loses all of its value. So when you get raw organic honey, you're getting it in its natural state. Well, it's very interesting. And since we are all about energy for the Energy Edge podcast, tell me how does sugar eating large quantities of it affect our energy. Yeah. And this is my favorite part about sugar because, and I think everyone probably knows this, the problem with sugar in our culture is we eat way too much of it and our bodies end up becoming addicted to it. And most of the sugar we eat is processed. And I like to call it the sugar roller coaster uh, as far as energy goes, because here's how it happens, right? We tell ourselves over a holiday season or going into a party that we are not going to eat any of it. We're on a diet. We're not going to eat it. And then what happens? We eat it. And we usually mix it with some form of, form of caffeine. And then we have this wild ride of energy for a couple hours. And then what happens? Boom. Down the roller coaster ride we go. And then we start that all over again because our brains are telling us, you know what, we, we need more. We're addicted to it. Let's do this again and again and again. And after a while, a short while, or if you're like fortunate enough to have strong, a strong functioning body, a few years you can go and your system then begins to get worn out. And internally, we, we see these benign symptoms start to appear, which of course we usually ignore. And then the roller coaster starts slowing down. Like, you know, for example, like our afternoon crash, that afternoon lull, and you just completely begin to drag. Well, and there's no denying the fact of a sugar rush and a burst of energy that we get from sugar. And I've had many of my own roller coaster as well with there. So sugar obviously affects our energy, but does it affect anything else in our life? Absolutely. And I will say, you know, a caveat, it's, it's usually over a long period of time. And this is what they're well known facts that sugar actually can help increase the risk of cancer. It leads to all kinds of gastrointestinal problems, GI problems, um, and can cause some food allergies. It definitely hampers weight loss, right? Where blood sugar is all over the place. And so therefore, we gain that we talked about the muffin top. Um, it can increase your cholesterol, and it actually can increase anxiety and make you really moody. Especially when you don't have it, right? And you're in <laughs> the fiending, a.k.a. withdrawal stage. You know, it may, reminds me of the Snickers commercial when somebody's not doing well and they're not themselves, and what do they do? They hand them a Snickers bar, and of course, right. everything is better. Of course, the hangry thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, when I start with my clients at the very beginning, when we start working together and I have them get off of sugar, it really is a detox and people have all kinds of interesting withdrawal symptoms and they are moody and all of that. But 
refined sugar in and of itself depletes the body of its of, of its own minerals and, and enzymes, and it ends up creating an acidic environment, which again leads to digestive distress and headaches, and even the gross mucus in your body and allergies. So when we consume refined sugar, it has a negative impact on our blood sugar, which can lead to some of these things, fatigue, poor sleep that we talk about a lot on the Energy Edge podcast, and, and it can lead to some serious health conditions. And we each have our own backstory with sugar, as most of us would. What What is yours, Treva? <laughs> I know you have yours too, and I have watched it firsthand, so I'd like to hear some from you. But I will say, uh, I don't know if it was the time period growing up or if it was, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but I was addicted to carbs and sugar because really it's cheap. It's processed. You get in a box. It's it's easy. So I lived on what I called cardboard pizza, you know, the 99 centers that are really thin. Uh, they were terrible. Um, iceberg lettuce, which has no nutritional value. I lived on bagels and I ate candy all day. And of course, soda was my go-to and white pasta. And back then, I don't think people were super aware of this, but I never drank water because I, I hated it. I swam in it all the time, but I didn't drink it. I hated it. See, mine was in the Kool-Aid, so I know it was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, all that red dye. That was good, too. Exactly. <laughs> but most of the time, I felt really sick, and I was hungry all the time. And it was because of, you know, the the spikes and the crashes and the spikes and the crashes. And I actually was pretty sick as a child, yet... Interestingly, I was an athlete. And so looking back, it makes me realize what an athlete I could have been if I would have even had like the slightest nutrition added to my world. And so fast forward it. And after my big crash in 2008, and if you didn't hear it, you're welcome to go back and listen to my story on episode 004. I knew that if I didn't make a major life overhaul, and a big portion of that was changing my diet, not just sugar, I was headed for some serious diseases and was right on the border of, of having those. So really after healing myself over a period of about five years and I went back to school to help people like myself, after that, after cutting out sugar, I started feeling, you know, way, way better. And I know you have a similar story, Brian. I'd like to hear that too. Yeah, I grew up in a home that had a bread box. And a little small ranch, and my dad had built the bread box. But the one problem with the bread box is we never had bread in the bread box. Bread sold separately. What we did have in the bread box was an overwhelming amount of sugar. We had just around the corner from this this uh, kind of a day-old hostess store, thrift or whatever, and my mother learned how quickly we can freeze those items. So we had sugar that was in the bread box, and when it was depleted, which was usually daily, we pull it out of the freezer. And that was my deal. I, I could have it anytime that I wanted and as much as I wanted. My lunches consisted of, you know, most people would have PBJ. Treva, I had what was called PBF. And PBF mm -hmm. was peanut butter and fluff. And I don't know if you remember what fluff was. Oh, was, yes, I do. It was horrible. What are you talking about? It was the best ever. It was like this a marshmallow mix thing in a can oh, and yuck. it would just lather onto the peanut butter and of course white bread and that was my lunch and then i'd have chips um cheetos doritos and uh and what's the other one i have uh fritos kind of the the trifecta there and of course i had a hostess <laughs> or little debbie cake um snack that was there um, I overdosed. I used to just love having Swiss cake rolls and I would peel off the, the chocolate on there and then I'd, oh, I'd yes, unroll I did that the same thing. Mm -hmm. and then take Oreos and of course just knock out, you know, one row. And if I started the next row, of course I needed to finish the next row 
and I'm a person of, of order, so might as well just knock on all three there and start with a brand new package the next day, because heaven forbid, it lasts <laughs> right. 24 hours. So, and you've witnessed many a slaughtering. Sorry about that. Um, I was a big, I was a big soda person, or if you're from the Midwest, it's called Pop. From Chicago, and uh, yeah, I mean that was my diet. I carried that into college. I carried that into my twenties, um, even into married life. And really, it wasn't until I started having major health problems, such as you, that I started to realize the amount of sugar that was being consumed in my body justified things. While I'm having, you know, low fat and whatever, and I'm having diet soda. And less sugar, fifty percent less sugar, whatever that meant. Oh, and just so you know, if you had, if you had Oreos that were half sugar, it meant you had to have twice as many. I'm not sure if you read that, but small print. <sighs> no, but, I like the big, the th- the thick one with the big, you know, the Oreo filling. Oh, 100 percent. So. But you know, it says it says you know low fat, which should never be put with the word Oreo. Um, but yeah, going through all that, just my, I realized just how much sugar I had in my life once I started doing the food sensitivity test that you and I went through, and we'll have a whole episode that'll be on that, and how much sugar is even in things like pasta sauce. Um, mm. Just everything is just loaded with sugar, and just that detox was horrible coming through that, and I was the one going, oh, I don't need sugar. Oh, I can pull back from that, and you know, of course, they've been the hangry bar. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where until we kind of acknowledge how much sugar is out there and how much we're absorbing into our system, do we realize, man, this is a, this is a big, big deal. It is. And I am going to just tell you, everybody, I witnessed you destroying an entire pack of Oreos in one sitting in a gallon of milk. It was scary. I think you mean impressive. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, so back to your story. What happened after you began to cut back on sugar? Well, you know, I did. I cut out all the white sugar, but I couldn't believe how many foods I was eating that were filled with sugar, even though I was avoiding the white stuff. I was using brown sugar, and I actually went from, you know, of course, it was like go from white bread to eating multigrain bread, but even those breads had sugar in it. And so sugar is sugar. It doesn't matter. And, of course, I also used to love to have a good cup of coffee, especially in the cold winter months. Uh, but I kicked that habit, too, really for two reasons, and well, for a bunch of reasons. But I did want to ditch the caffeine that was contributing to all my blood sugar imbalances. But I needed to ditch the sugar that was making its way into my coffee cup. Well, and those are good starts. And it's just amazing when we really start to decide that we're going to pull things back, what a difference that can make in our own lives. So I have to ask you this question, though. How much sugar is too much sugar, though? Hmm. Well, you know, interestingly, did you know that sugar is actually a toxin? I had no idea it was a toxin. What a bad rap for sugar. It is because too much glucose, again, in our society, we eat eat way too much. Too much glucose in the blood leads to what we talked about, digestive issues and blood sugar imbalances and fatigue and even diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Well, that's amazing. And you gave a stat to me which really blew me away. It said, according to the American Heart Association, the maximum amount of added sugars that we should have in a day for men at 150 calories per day, and which is 37 and a half grams or nine teaspoons. And for women, it's 100 calories per day or 25 grams or six teaspoons. Is that correct? It, yeah, it is. And, and honestly, though, I'm way more conservative even on that amount. In an ideal world, of course, I'd cut out all sugar, but I know that's not realistic. But I will share this with you. Do you know, and so you know how much you're actually consuming. Do you know how much sugar is in that yummy Starbucks drink that you're drinking? You're going to tell us. I am. (laughs) A grande caramel latte. 
just a grande, has 52 grams of sugar and a whopping 430 calories. So if men are only supposed to get 37 and a half grams of sugar a day in just that one, and that's throughout the course of the day, right? That's, you know, 52 grams that you're consuming. And in a Frappuccino version of that, it's 63 grams of sugar and 410 calories. And then a Vente, well, this is bad, 82 grams of sugar and 510 calories just for one drink. That's crazy. I mean, that's like three days worth of sugar in one drink. And of course, at a heck of a price too, you know. Um, I should probably then maybe only pull back to two then, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Coffee Drinker. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, actually, anybody that knows me, I am I am not a coffee drinker. I've never, never liked it, like the smell of it. Um, I sure don't go to Starbucks for that. I go in for a green tea and their wonderful Wi-Fi and environment. <laughs> so what are what are some of the benefits, Treva, uh, of cutting out sugar? Yeah, there actually there's a lot, and I um, experience this firsthand with clients that I work with um, because once you get it out of your body, you're not depleting your body. Your skin, you'll notice a difference in your skin. There's a lot of skin issues out there. You'll see your skin's a little more glowing. Your eyes are a little more white, the whites of your eyes. Uh, the ever bloating that people have often, you'll see less of that. And of course, we talk a lot about sleep on our Energy Edge podcast. So you get better sleep and improved sex drive, which a lot of people want that as well. You have your bags in your eyes. It helps decrease some of those bags. And of course, it stabilizes your blood sugar. And my two favorite are weight loss. You know, people wonder why they can't lose weight, uh, weight loss. And we'll talk about goods and bad sugars and even why some of the healthy quote unquote sugars that they say, uh, still help it hinders weight loss. And then my favorite for us women, you know, even over Christmas when I was, you know, eating too much sugar and some of those things, you notice a few little more dimples in places you don't want. So you, you, you get less cellulite, you have less cellulite when you cut out sugar. So really to me, need I say more? And one, it's obvious that sugar is not the greatest for us. I think we can all kind of agree on that, but can you help us to getting rid of sugar and start to curb these cravings. What do we, what do we need to do? Right. I just as a general, um, I'm going to give you three general points on this and how to ditch sugar. So the first I would say is your mindset. So the first step is, you know, tapping into your willingness to say no to something while, you know, it seems great short term, it's ultimately detrimental to your happiness. So keep in mind that you are what you eat and I carry it a step further and you are what you digest, but that's going to be for another podcast. So the goal really is to get into the habit of putting the right foods in your mouth to give you the energy that you desire. So Megan, we did an interview with her, Megan Blacksmith, and she talks about crowding out. This is where this would work wonderfully. So one is just changing your mindset and being willing to, um, change that. Second is knowledge or education. And that's what we're doing right now. Get educated about how sugar affects your body. And I'm going to be giving out a free e-guide as a way of inspiration that's going to be the three-day kick the sugar um, habit. And so you can get that on my website at livingtree.co forward slash kick sugar. Uh, You're welcome to that. So because sugar leads to chronic inflammation and causes premature aging and a multitude of health issues, it's great to get educated. So we want to change our mindset and we want to get educated on it, which we're doing. And then the other thing we talk a lot on the um, Energy Edge podcast is committing to self-care. So it is about the food you eat for sure. But self-care is a big part of letting go of consuming sugar. When your body's stressed, of course, we reach for sugar as a way to kind of calm us down. And our nervous system actually calms down when we eat sugar at first. So we, again, we talk a lot on the podcast about sleep 
and resting your mind and margins and lots more. So it really is committing to a holistic approach to self-care. And you have a free resource for us, easy for me to say. What is that? Mm. Yeah, like I said, if you want to go to my website, it's um, livingtree.com co not dot com but dot co all the dot coms were gone so I took dot co <laughs> livingtree dot co forward slash kick sugar. So in ditch sugar obviously we need to change our mindsets. We need to increase our knowledge and commit to taking care of ourselves. How can we begin to identify maybe some of the hidden disguised names of sugar that's out there? Um, can you give us some examples of those? Yeah, that's that's really good because I'm going to give you, uh, there's actually over 60 names for sugars and I won't list them all, but I thought I'd give you some that are kind of common and then some that are actually hidden when you ever get into start label reading, which hopefully you're all going towards whole foods like we talked about before. But I just want to give you some of these names. I think you'll be surprised. Um, agave, of course, is a, and some of these are good and some of these are bad sugars, which we'll delineate in a little bit. But um, agave is one of them, beet sugar, and of course, brown sugar and cane sugar, which we know, and even corn syrup, that's kind of a hot topic right now, confectioner sugar, which is, you know, your powdered sugar. Uh, but there's some that, that people might not know. Dextrose is one of the sugars that's a hidden sugar um, on these labels. Fructose, even fruit juice concentrate is another one. Uh, galactose, and of course, glucose. Um, and then high fructose corn syrup, honey is one that everybody knows. And then, of course, some other hidden ones, lactose and the maltodextrin, which is in a lot of processed foods. Maltose is another one. Of course, we have maple syrup, um, rice syrup, there's sucrose, and there's even one called xanthan gum. So there's many, many more, but those are just a few that you can look up on a, um, a processed food and see, oh, that's a hidden sugar. And we're going to put those in the show notes as well, just the different names of the sugars. So if you're unable to write them down or want to remember them, uh, you can just go to energyedgepodcast.com forward slash 009. Uh, what, are, what are good sugars and what are bad sugars? Because not every sugar is bad, right? Right. So let's start with the bad. I always like to get that out of the way. I'm just going to give you two very practical tips. One, some of you probably are going to hate me for, but one of them is sweet and low. The little packets, they actually have the same effect on blood sugar and actually contain toxins. And on a very large amount, uh, it has been known, it's been proven even in, of course, rats to cause cancer. So I would just avoid that at all costs, so sweet and low. The other one that's not so good and you're not going to like it is diet soda. What? Because diet... <laughs> I know, I know everyone thinks, oh, it's low in calorie and it doesn't have any quote unquote sugar, but it actually does have some, what I like to call fake sugar. And it has the same effect on your blood sugar as a regular Coke does. So I know I said diet soda. So what are some healthy sugars? Um, yeah. So here, let me just give you a few. This is great. Um, just a handful of them. We talked earlier about honey, like raw organic honey in its natural states. Great. Agave, um, coconut crystals. They're now available. They look, they're like little brown um, crystals. They're in different, all over different grocery stores now. And stevia is another great substitute. Um, brown rice syrup and something called xylitol. So those are better choices than some of the other processed ones. But I I will say this, you know, I'm all about bio individuality and we're all unique. And some people actually thrive on honey and natural sugars while others feel really tired. So I would just take 
stock in what's going on in your body, pay attention to what's going on and see how you feel because our goal obviously is energy and thriving. So paying attention. So if we desire to kind of do something different with sugar, how do we practically speaking, Treva, how do we conquer this? What, what do we do next? Right. Because we do need to know these things for sure. So we talk about this. I talk about this a lot and I will continue. It's called crowding out. So crowding out, let's add in instead of just saying no, and you're going to have a lot more success that way. And then I think when you crowd out and you add in some of these healthy sugars, you're going to have less like what I call detox symptoms, like what Brian was talking about, how horrible it was hard for him to get off of those. So, you know, headaches and, you know, feeling tired and moody and all of that. So I'm just going to give you a handful of them. And I believe they're going to be in the show notes as well. But here's just a few that are some of my favorite. One of my go-tos is um, celery sticks with almond butter, and I put a little cinnamon on it or, you know, cut up an apple um, with some almond butter and a little cinnamon on it. Um, another one that's really good is um, baked root vegetables. So this is the season. We're in wintertime and they're in season. You can just cut them up and put them in the oven and put a little cinnamon on them. And it really um, kind of curbs some of that sweet, you know, craving. And another surprising one too is bake a few sweet potatoes like put two or three in the oven and then cut them into thirds heat them up and put some grass-fed butter on them that's another thing that it's it's my go-to when I feel like I need something sweet and then one of my other favorite things is um, I buy shredded coconut and I put pumpkin seeds in it and then I add some raw 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 cacao nibs it's it's cacao is the chocolate and so i put some of those in there too and that really satisfies my satisfies satisfies my cravings so i'm assuming for us to be able to kick sugar is it just completely abstaining from it or can we have a little bit i mean that's kind of the million dollar question here right so i think the problem is we at least I do. And I know a lot of my clients do. We have a tendency to do what I call like the all or nothing lifestyle. So we cut sugar out all at once without adding anything in its place. Like we talked about crowding out. And then we have a propensity kind of to fall back into that roller coaster ride of sugar. So I would give you this. If you need sugar, I would recommend, you know, some of those ones we're talking about crowding out. But if you feel like you actually need sugar, sugar, I would recommend getting chocolate. And people are like chocolate. Well, not milk chocolate, but look for a good chocolate bar that has 70% more or more cacao in it, which is the pure form of the cacao bean. And you mix it with a little fruit and you get a great like cocktail for an antioxidant support. Um, And then you can crave some or you can curb some of those cravings. But I would say this. A little sugar is fine, of course, but I don't think it's always easy to do in just little bits, right? Aren't we like you bake a pan of brownies? There's no way you just eat one. Hardly ever. We want to just keep eating it and eating and eating it. So if at the first you get yourself off of sugar and that's kind of the state of your state of mind and that becomes your rule, then I'd say down the road, like a cupcake or you know cookie here and there becomes easier to be the exception to the rule and it's easier to have one. We believe sleep is foundational to develop an energy edge. It's challenging enough to be productive and creative, especially when you're tired or even exhausted. But what if you had a quick guide to give you a jump start, something to point you in the right direction? That's the exact reason for the sleep guide called Sleep Your Way to the Top, 10 Secrets to Getting Better Sleep. To download your free copy, visit www.energyedgepodcast.com. That was www.energyedgepodcast.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. 
Now, back to the podcast. Well, today we've learned exactly what is sugar and what it does to us over a period of time. And uh, it's okay to have some in moderation if we're having the right kind. Just a ton of great, great content here on sugar. And might have been one of those where it was uh, very convictional, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> Treva, let's, let's talk through two actionable items, the kind of the what now is we can do with this content. Absolutely. So I'm going to make it super easy. So I'm going to let's remove a sugar and let's add a sugar. So I'm again, some of you might be kicking me, but I'd say one, let's remove some of that sweet and low in our lives. And I'm going to say work on getting out diet soda. And then two, how about adding in a good sugar? So even just adding in honey, adding in honey to your coffee, adding in, you know, honey on your grapefruit when you eat it, adding something, adding honey into your daily life. So those are two very simple items. And then I also have, you know, the bonus item again, if you're interested in kicking sugar, um, it's called livingtree.co forward slash kick sugar. And it's also going to be in the show notes. And that will give you a three-day how to kick sugar, a plan, recipes, and all of that. So it's all yours. Well, let's wrap this episode up. Next episode, 010, I'm going to interview the executive vice president of Disney Operations, the World Walt Disney World Resort. This guy is a rock star. His name's Lee Cockrell. And in his 70s now, an unbelievable of a high-performing business professional. I mean, this guy oversaw 40,000 different cast members and oversaw 20 different resorts and four theme parks and a parks and a pear tree. I mean, it was crazy the amount <laughs> of responsibility he had, but just to hear his story and how driven he was and what that did to him and the change that he's made later had to make later in his life. So I encourage you to check out episode 010 upon its release. We want to thank you for making it to this point in our podcast. We're going to try and do better next time. Go and get your energy edge on. 